0: Welcome to CX&Chill, the real, raw, customer experience podcast from Exo Studios, the creative arm of extend ups. Join us as today's host, Diana Castañeda, engages in a thought-provoking conversation with Steven Rodriguez, co-founder and COO of Heru. Get ready for an insightful conversation on being an entrepreneur in LATAM, compliant issues, and the challenges associated with being innovative. Enjoy. Hi everyone, I'm Diana Costaneda. I'm here today with an amazing visionary. I call him like that, uh, because that's what he is. He's currently uh, working with one of the uh, most promising and helpful apps that have been developed and developed recently in LATAM. Uh, I met him back in Uber. That was like a while ago, um, but we have a very interesting story to share. He he's definitely a true inspiration for many who have been trying to go in the uh, uh, creation mode uh, of the companies. But I'll let him introduce best himself. Here we have Stephen. Stephen, welcome.
1: Hey, Diana. Thank you for having me. Um and yes, as you were, as you were mentioning, I'm currently uh, CEO and co founder of Heru. Heru is a tax automation software uh, for Mexico. Think like what you do with um TurboTax in the United States but in Mexico. So we help people and businesses to automate um tax and compliance uh, problems uh, through our technology and then be able to to handle those and focus on what really matters, which which is in this case uh, making money, right?
0: Yeah. So when I, I first heard and I found out about Hero, um, I said, "Oh my God, that's uh, super amazing! What, a, what an amazing <laughs> business to be in!" <laughs> um, but it, it wasn't just because you guys were creating this, but because it's like the annoying stuff, right? It's like when you you have to go through very very tedious, like how we would say in Spanish, "que cansón," like very very bored. <laughs> um, yeah. But then you guys did the magic. So it's it's impressive and amazing. So thank you for, for being here today with us.
1: Thank you. Yeah, and now that you mention it, I think that is very ironic because I think from the outside, everything related to that says might seem very boring. Um, but then from the inside, like kind of like actually working and doing the technology is very interesting um, because there are many different um, data points and things that you have to connect in order to make this work. Um, and of course, there are many other challenges that you have to face, just like an entrepreneur and as a company, and actually building businesses in Mexico or in Latin America. So it's 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 really interesting that yeah, from the outside, nobody wants to talk about taxes, uh, but in the end, you have for granted that you have to, use, uh, to to do your taxes, right? Benjamin Franklin, taxes and death. And then uh, on the other hand, uh, kind of like creating that technology is very interesting for us. So yeah, it's you, it's a it's a passion that you. You will eventually develop
0: <laughs> nice nice so let's share with everybody how was that journey right because i'm interested on on going a little bit back in time um because i remember the very first time we met we were sitting in a BPO. so here it comes a guy very casual usually in the bpo world you will expect like very old-fashioned people coming in through the door being your client and then here he comes like he came out of I think you were uh, carrying like a bag, like a sports bag or something. This is the image I have from you. <laughs> Not a bad thing, though. Yeah. No. but I was like, OK, so this is Uber. I was like, you know, like all banking, like wearing high heels, very, very old school uh, BPO style. And then here he was like, hi, uh, yeah, I manage everything. I'm, I'm expanding everything to, to 150 cities. We're doing like this um, tremendous work. We want to check on some, I think it was back coffee's work at that moment. Uh, so tell me tell me a bit of that, like the behind the scenes, what were you doing? Uh, tell us a bit of your story there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think that's very interesting and you're probably spot on. I, I was probably using a gene back or something like that. <laughs> But, anyways, um, yeah, so let's say that my former career or or, uh, professional career started in Uber back in 2014. Um, At that moment, there was like probably 50 uh, people hiring the region entirely. Uh, Bogota was the second city to be launched after Mexico City. And then Cali was the third one, I think. Um, And I mentioned Cali because my co founder is also from. From Uber, and by the time I was launching Bogota, he was launching Cali, so that's how we how we met. But anyways, um, the way that I was introduced to her was actually, um, in a way, just like by chance. So uh, while I was in the university, I was working for um, a training center in Bogota, and uh, in that training center, that was like kind of like a full time job that I had um, at the same time that I was that I was studying in college. And then at that training center, I met one of the operation, uh, operation managers that was launching Uber as well in Bogota. And uh, he eventually took me to some events and took me to meet the team. And then he eventually, uh, well, we with the rest of the team, recruited me. Um, so that was very interesting for me because I was like 20 years old at that moment. Um, in the office, there were like probably 15 people only, or maybe 12 people. And all of that was pretty new for me, right? Like I, I, I hadn't even graduated from college and I was already working for this kind of like mega startup which was very small in Colombia, but then in Paris and the United States was huge and everyone was talking about it. And, and that, was, that was super cool. Um, so yeah, I joined as, a, as an operations coordinator. I helped launch the Uber Eats product more specifically, which was growing a lot. And then, uh, as you mentioned, one of my main um, responsibilities within the team was to take care of all the back office operation, which was huge because, well, there were people filing tickets for everything, right? Like, uh, I didn't like how this driver drove me or I didn't like the music or I want a refund or something like that. And uh, that that same thing happened uh, to the driver. So all that operation was happening uh, in-house with a team of like 40 people. Which I also let, and uh, in retrospection, I don't know how I did that. Um, but anyways, I had to. I was given the responsibility to expand that to a VPO. But then, when I was given that responsibility, they also told me like, "Hey, not that you're doing that for Bogota. Please just be sure to do that for Mexico and uh, the rest of the countries that were already launching." Um, and yeah, that's that's when I got to you. And, and and you're right. I remember that everything in the in the VPO seemed very formal. I was like i I have probably <laughs> should have like change my wardrobe or something like that because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they they're not going to believe that I work for a world that we want to do such a massive operation,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure, and I think uh so I think it was a very crucial moment like in your career as well, like to understand how we were running and building and growing all of these things we we had that uh connection in the bPO but um uh, but it seems to me like something. And behind the scenes in your experience was calling you out to make something like of your own, right? Like I, I'm really interested mm. in knowing like what happened with with Steven. Uh, and when we were talking the other day. I was saying like, I want to know what made you sparkle in your eyes. Like, hace brillar el ojo, lagrimearlo with passion? Like, I want to know what is it that uh, really drove you to where you are today?
1: Yeah, for sure. No, that thing will definitely be um, actually creating stuff. I, I I love to build stuff. Um, it's like making businesses and and making sure that I that I can have an impact. And uh, I believe that I was because of our conversation. I was thinking like, what what can I say, right? Why why can I why can I talk about? And I remember when I was in high school, and this was like probably my eighth or ninth grade. Um, I was I was one of the first in the class with the pc and also internet uh, hmm. connection and uh, also at the moment i really like and enjoyed playing video games and just kind of like uh, going after uh, gaming consoles and stuff like that uh, the thing is that uh, my father didn't like that very much so he wouldn't give me money to, to buy it and um, to purchase video games so i said like okay so what do i have to do i told him like what do i have to do to get those video games because i'm doing well in school and stuff like that so he told me like you have to work and i was like but i can't work right because i was like 13 14 years old and he was like no you can actually work you you will work with me and uh, out of the sudden i was serving ice cream on weekends <laughs> and see. i was making my my money <laughs> um and i started i started purchasing those video games and i started going after those video games consoles and and that was cool for me but the thing is that I understood also from a very young age that as you earn money, you spend that money, and you are left without nothing, right? So I was like, no, I want to, I want to, uh, be able to purchase more video games and probably purchase some clothes and probably be able to save some money stuff like that. So I started thinking like, what can I do? And then in in high school, all of my classmates were approaching me, um, with this idea of getting the music, right? Um, so what I would do because I was the one of the first ones with the PCs and the and, um, and the internet connection, I will, I was always like very hacky. Now I was always like very curious about software. I was really good at it. So I would just like find the uh, software, the programs on the internet to download the music and the burn the cities. And then I also found out that if I I, food, if I could uh, take all the money that I was making serving ice cream and actually go to a wholesaler and get those cities in bulk, I will be able to make a profit from that, right? So I started those music CDs within the within my classmates and within the school. And um
0: and, and wait, so, so how old the, were you?
1: I was like thirteen or fourteen I, I, years old. Like probably you, at that very moment. casual yeah. thoughts.
0: Like, okay, you were <laughs> yeah. already thinking on making profit at that age. <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly.
1: Okay. I mean, I would probably um charge, I don't know, like fifty cents of a dollar for for the CDs <S laughs> by that time, right? And make a profit of I don't know, like thirty five or something like that. But the thing is that I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship at that moment um, and well you know that some people say that for some folks entrepreneurship is something that roots uh, through their veins and I think that uh, might my, my, my be my case you know like I'm always trying to, to build something or to figure out the next thing and stuff like that so yeah from a very early age and um, I started with all this entrepreneurship mindset.
0: By any chance were you selling brownies cookies in your school like this Candies, no? Because that's very common in life, like, I don't know,
1: but... I did, I did, I did it see in the, I, you, you have uh, in college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bars. had the face, good, okay. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. So how do you, so what What would you say it was like that moment that cracked you up and, and that you said, hey, now I have to pursue this and that you met Mateo and then that uh, you guys had to, you know, like bring this idea, life uh, of heroism.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think that uh, the thing that cracked up everything was definitely joining Uber. Um, when I joined Uber, I was very fortunate to to be um, inside a culture of entrepreneurship. Uh, everyone was kind of like their own entrepreneur, uh, working on their own stuff, in their own teams, in their own goals, just like to make Uber successful. But all those teams were very small and feel like one little startup inside a startup, right? And uh something that we always say, for example, with Mateo is that we were very little entrepreneurs with deep pockets uh from our from our from the parent company or from HQ in San Francisco. Um so I, I learned a lot about that. And I also uh everything was just very surprising for me. I was like when I got into Uber and I saw all this data, all these things that we were building, all the talented people that worked there, all the things that we could actually achieve. I mean, you could never imagine, and to this day it is it is actually a problem in Bogota, you know this well. But you could never imagine uh, a private car replacing a taxi in Bogota, right? You would only think about all the fines, all the impounds, all the violence from the taxi drivers, and all the stuff happened and ke- and keeps happening. And even though it happened, Uber said, I will stay here, I will pay in the impounds, I will pay in the fines, I will pay whatever it takes to move forward this so- society uh, through technology, right? To enable more people to make income enable uh, the riders to feel safer within the rides and uh, and and stuff like that so i was very inspired by all that and in that moment all the entrepreneurship uh, all those entrepreneurship dreams that i have just started to grow up and to kind of like arose uh from the early days in high school and i was like at some point i have to be an entrepreneur and whenever uh, a person would come up to me and say like hey what are you doing next Um from Uber, I would say, like, I want to start my own thing, right? I didn't know what. I would just always have ideas and stuff like that. Um, and then at the end, it was actually Mateo, my co-founder, something that I really uh, I'm very thankful for and I appreciate a lot. He was the one to take the jump first and he told me, like, hey, you need to come with me. You're you're very talented. You we need to build something together. And I was like, damn it, yeah, we have to do it, right? And uh yeah, we jumped out of the boat and, and got on this journey that it's been really hard, honestly, harder than I expected. Um, but it's also been very um, rewarding in in many, in many things. Um, not necessarily in terms of compensation, <laughs> uh, at least compared to the other uh, opportunities that you could find afterward. Um, not yet, at least. Um, but the things that you learned and uh, the pace at you grow or, or the pace rate at which you grow it's just exponentially bigger than whatever you can find out there in any other company or inside Uber, uh, of course.
0: Nice, nice. That's amazing. So when looking back into like that story that you share about you being the uh, entrepreneur of 13 years, <laughs> uh, and then going with you know like this passion that you got from Uber and this. I mean, for the ones, and probably many people don't know this, but Uber was like just that little baby, and then just became the adult. But it never went through teenage poverty uh, sort of yeah. <laughs> phase. So it was crazy. Like you had to do a lot of things. You have to learn, as you said, like pretty much everybody had access to um, do SQL and program and code your own thing. So it's it's a diff- like it's a very challenging but yet empowering environment that led you through this. Um, but what does it mean to your life? Like, I, I know that you do CrossFit, that you're very into the fitness world. And then you're saying, hey, we can, you know, like it's, we can compare it. It's like, you do CrossFit, it's like making a company. What does that mean? I'm not the fitness CrossFit, but I'm sure there are many <laughs> that can understand the analogy, <laughs> but guide us through that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very funny. Yeah. Um. No, I think the thing with CrossFit and building a company and the uh, experience that I had in Uber is that. Uh, the three of them are very difficult. Um the three of them are very challenging. When I was working at Uber it was the talent density there was crazy. It was unbelievably high, right? Like everyone was so talented. And you're like if you look to the left, then there's this guy doing a bunch of code that will eventually lead us to exponential growth. And if you look to the right there's this operational girl uh just like leading a 70 people team uh doing a bunch of things and she was just like uh working uh, like crazy as well. So um, in, in Uber, I essentially learned, I learned many things, but, I, but the one thing that I learned is that nothing um, is impossible, really. Like again, just like launching private car ride sharing in Bogota seemed crazy. And it's, it still seems a little bit crazy for many people. And we achieved that. And um, we all understood that it wasn't impossible and we all work towards that goal. And then becoming the brand that we became and uh, and just like growing and expanding from three cities to 150 and for, to so many countries, uh, we all helped to build that and we just knew that it wasn't impossible. Right? So I kept that mindset. I was like, everything with a lot of work, a lot of hard work c- can be accomplished. Then building my startup has been the same way. It is very hard. Everything is very hard, right? Like from, for example, raising funds. Um, Actually, when I think of the first days or the early days of my startup, hiding the first person was really hard. Imagine just like telling someone, I have an idea, right? There's nothing built. I have an idea and I need you to come with me and build this with me. And that person will have to leave, I don't know, their very stable job or something like that and say like, yeah, I'm convinced that this guy is going to build something amazing and that he will make all that he's planning to do, right? By the time we only have like 250,000, not only it's a good amount of money, of course, um, but the thing is that we were not like working with millions of dollars. So we couldn't actually afford to say, you're going to be working for us for the next, I don't know, five years or something like that, right? It was just like very risky, Uh, but it wasn't impossible. And uh, getting to this point of our startup and and our growth has been really hard, but also not impossible, right? And then, if you extrapolate that to CrossFit, uh, which I started doing like a year ago, um, that was that was very funny because you see how your mindset has changed completely, and you are basically applying that mindset to everything you do in your life. Um, I once heard, and this is probably something that many people have heard, uh, and 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 that that I really agree with, is that um, as you do one thing, is is how you do anything, right? And uh, when I go to CrossFit, I do it mostly for my for my mind because I want to clear, I want to kind of like calm down. I want to reduce the stress, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I, when I get there, everything's so competitive and everything's so difficult that I just, I'm just thinking in my mind, like, you may lose this what, or you may lose this competition because I've been to competitions and I actually won competitions at this point. Uh, but I say always like, you may lose this competition, but you can't quit, uh, whatever you do, just don't stop, don't quit. And I was like, always, of course, at 190 VPN uh, in, in, in in my Apple Watch. Um, but I'm just like thinking like, I have to go through that, right? Because if I quit here, it sort, of, it sort of like feels like I will be quitting in anything or any other kind of like very hard thing that I do in my life. And the hard things mm-hmm. that I do in my life like are many, right? Starting with the company. Uh, so I think all that all that mindset and all the things that I learned um you just end up applying them to everything you do uh just like the crossfit thing
0: amazing i i i can't i can't tell you like if my heart will go to 100 <laughs> uh, beats per minute but um i think it's it's something essential that you said never quit do not give up nothing it's impossible because everything starts in your mind right like sometimes we just go Oh, I, I want to do this, but then you're too comfortable and then you're like, uh, and that's that's the reason why I came to X-op, uh, X-op. So I was talking to our CEO and I said, I'm comfortable. Like whoever is watching this from my former company, please, I mean, don't take it wrong. I was working, I, I did do somewhere, um, but I feel comfortable. And when you feel comfortable, yeah. you're like, I'm not expanding or uh, something's missing. You start like, algo te pica, no estas como, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, sorry yeah, it's yeah, like exactly. uh, what what do i need to do where do i have to do next and, and how do i follow my dreams and and i think that was part like it's it's crucial to to follow well your dreams or whatever initiative you have or whatever it is that you want to experience it it's key so um i want to know like something that impact you like deep down inside like got you to a point where you said i don't know what to do i'm going to go crazy this is nuts. Like, I don't know how to face it. And, and, and what advice would you give to people that might be listening to this podcast and might be feeling in the same way? Perhaps they don't express it, but they feel it. What would it, What would that be that could be uh, of advice for them?
1: Yeah, of course. And um, just going back to your point before, I, I think that you're uh, completely right. I mean, if you're feeling too comfortable, it's probably not good for your um, professional career, right? However, I will also say that I've met many people in my career that by being comfortable, they're just right. And they're like completely right. And And I find that also kind of like it's, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's good. It's good for them to be that comfortable. It's good, I don't know, for society, it's good for their family, it's good for their friends because they are at peace with what they are and what they do. Uh, so I find that um, very, um, very interesting as well. However, I was feeling the same way that you were feeling probably in your prior company in Uber, right? When I was working at Uber, I was like, uh, after five years or almost six years, I started like every problem that gets to my desk, I know exactly how to solve it, and I will do it uh, in probably one hour or so, right? And I was like, okay, this is this is actually bad news for me. Uh, and it was interesting and ironic because at the same time, of course, people know that you are performing at uh, kind of like, at the top right and that you're growing and for example i don't know you're earning more money you're making more money stuff like that but in the end you know that uh your life or your professional career doesn't end there right so i i also have to face that and say in and tell myself like i'm very i'm way too comfortable right now i have to uh make this step i had to make the jump and that's why i decided to go with with mateo Um, And then on the second point, um, there are many hard and challenging things that I face uh, building the company and I think that it's part of the process and it never ends. Like If you accomplish one thing or if you are actually to get over one trouble, uh, there's another trouble waiting for you uh, because that's that's how it works, right? Uh, It's always like, what's the next thing that is coming up? um, And that next thing will also come with its successes and failures and troubles. And then um, there, are, there are many examples like that. Um, I remember once that we were trying to raise funds with Mateo and uh, the, the, the landscape wasn't looking good. Um, and we were like, okay, what are we going to do? And we, then we start kind of like foreseeing what would it be to shut down the company? What would it be to actually oh, raise no. less funds? <laughs> what would it be to let people go? Stuff like that, right? That, that becomes very challenging for you. And it also gets very emotional for you in that moment. And then uh, with Mateo, uh, we decided we, we we decided just to split up responsibilities. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the company, operationally speaking, everything. I will take all the teams and you will have only one task. You have to raise funds, right? And I, I have to make those uh, numbers so you will be able to, to raise funds. And we did that and uh, we were actually able to do it kind of like in a very short period of time so from from going uh, or from thinking what will it take to shut down the company to actually raising funds like three months later um that was very exciting and fulfilling for us of course right um but the thing and the message that i want to deliver here is that sometimes as entrepreneurs or sometimes just like because it's our human nature we just want to share with the people that we know or with our network or with our friend our successes but we don't want to talk much about our failures right and i think this is one of those biggest things that is holding back some great entrepreneurs from actually starting their own company or actually making the jump just because they don't they don't see themselves as the representation of the people that are actually sharing those those successes right so what would it be if instead of just like saying to my network Hey, we just raised uh, this amount of millions of dollars for our company, and we are going to grow, and we are going to work on this and stuff like that. I also share that it was actually very hard, and I also share that it was uh, that there was also kind of like a moment where we say, if we have to shut down, what would it, what would it take to uh, to get there, also, right? Um, or probably this is this is this is what we're going to have to do if we don't raise those funds in within the following three months. Um, So, so people, so people are, this is, this is the fear in the back of their head also that is holding their back because they have the imposter syndrome. They don't find themselves, um, I don't know, skilled enough or experimented enough or something like that. And that's just, that's just a lie, you know, you just have to go after it. Of course, make sure that you have a plan, make sure that you know what you're doing in terms of actually taking care of your personal life as well. Right and, uh, your financials and stuff like that and, and your finances, sorry. Um, and then just go after it and be sure to find, um, or to seek for help when necessary, because the other thing that also happens a lot and, and something that I've seen a lot is, um, people just because they don't want again, to show that they're failing in some way, they don't seek for help and they will ultimately just like, um, shut everything and go back to work, uh, at a company or something like that. Right. When. The reality is that if you actually reach out, if you actually uh, talk to, I don't know, your investors, even your family, your employees, um, your network, they will be able to help you. They will be uh, there for you, right? People want the best for you. Uh, and we sometimes forget that and they won't be as judgmental as you are thinking that they will be. Um, so just like be aware that you will be facing many different challenges all the time that those travels will just evolve. They don't go. You just have to step over one to go after after the other one and uh when that happens just make sure to seek for help and to well endure enough to uh be able to kind of like override that uh imposter syndrome that will be attacking you constantly <laughs>
0: yeah and that fear factor right like there is there is fear but um there are there is more greatness in in us than what we think and and nothing it's impossible. I think that's your slogan. Um and, and definitely it's something that we we have to prove ourselves out in whatever it is that we have to we want to do, whether it's selling ice cream or whether it's creating an <laughs> amazing app as you guys have it or solving for any other type of issue or needs that we might have as humans, right? So that's exactly it's really good, really good. So now before we close, I want you to share with us Two probably two or three words that really resound in your head and in your heart about what you're doing today and what your dreams are and how do you come like how do you put everything together to motivate yourself on a daily basis?
1: Yeah, um, well, if I put it with words, the the first one will probably uh, be of course my family. Um, this is this is my my main engine for everything that I do, definitely. Um, if, if this is this is probably something or the same story for many other people, but if it wasn't for your family or if it, if it wasn't for my family, I wouldn't be probably taking uh, oh. such a beat down on science, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and the the second thing is my team as well. I I mean it is very very inspirational to work with so many talented people and to be able to get to build so many great stuff with them. Uh, and and again, when you're building all those things that seemed impossible at first and you actually achieve um those things it feels just great and this kind of like camaraderie and uh, a sense of achievement and success that you share with your team is very inspirational and also see how many people are just kind of like buying in your idea and buying in your vision and uh, putting the hours and putting the works and putting the sweat and at the same time laughing at it and crying out it and and and, and all these things it's just very inspirational and very motivational for me. Um and the and the third thing the third thing will 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 be attached to uh, attach uh, sorry to impact. Um, and that will be the impact that you're making on people because with all with everything that you're building the biggest thing about that thing is that you are making a positive impact in somebody's life right and i really like to just see these stories again taxes is very boring taxes is something that most people want to avoid that's the reality but in the end when these people say like i'm very um calm or i'm very uh just like happy to be able to come with heru and to just forget about taxes you know just like i have to pay my subscription that's it i don't i don't have to uh enter the I don't know the tax authorities' web page. I don't have to face any of that i just I just have to see if I don't know I have to pay or I don't have to pay, but I feel easy with that. um I feel like I'm very'm I'm making a good impact, and that impact will be greater as we as we grow in as we evolve into different services and products right so that would be my third my third word um yeah in this case.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Thank you very much for taking us there, for showing us everything that you have worked with. Uh, for me, it's a true, truly a pleasure. I'm very excited to see you again. I really have great memories, experiences and how we work together, how you created your things and, and how capable you are and how more than just the person that you are with your company and blah, blah, blah and all of this, which is great. Don't take me wrong. Um, just to see the quality of human being that you are, and and the things that you're able to share and express. So with those three things, you just let it out clear. That's 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 amazing. That's something that uh, yeah we should all think about and and internalize. So look, it was great having you. Um, I would love to keep in touch with you and for you to share anything with our um, with our listeners and with our audience. Uh, any any last comments? Anything that you want to share before we we close up?
1: um maybe maybe something that you also, that you also uh, asked me as we were talking before uh you mentioned what is your mantra or what would be your personal mantra or lesson to share it. and and I thought a lot about that and I think I got to a point in which um I say that failing is in many cases something that you cannot control um but then actually uh deciding how much you want to give and how much you want to endure. That if is under your control, um, and I mentioned this because this is something that going back to the point of the challenges and the troubles and and the things that entrepreneurs or first-time entrepreneurs or people that want to create their own company face. I think this is this is a mantra that works, right? Uh, I may look back, for example, and say, uh, in, in the end, the odds are that hero will fail, as like many other startups, right? that those are the odds, uh, just like from the start, those are the odds. But then with your work and how much you actually give and how much you actually endure, you can change that uh, at least a little bit, right? And every day, in every hour, in every minute that you're putting the work. Um, so I'll just say like, you just have to endure. You just have to uh, give all you have. And if you look back and even though you gave everything and you endured, you felt. That's okay because at least you will have your your mind kind of like calmed and free of any kind like, uh, of like remorsement of not not actually doing and, and giving everything right. Um, so that's it, and I'm also very happy to see you again and, and share uh, some of my experience with with your audience.
0: Awesome. So yes, success could be failing too. We all learn from that. So. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, and thank you everyone for listening. Uh, please share Pass the Voice, and I hope you guys like the content. And we'll see you soon.
1: And that's our show. CX and Chill is a production of Exo Studios, the creative marketing arm of ExtendOps, with today's host Diana Casaneda, executive producer Sean McCreary, producers David Speer, Clarissa Coronado, and Memo Davalos, editors and videographers Santiago Aguirre, Alfonso Ramirez. Graphic support from IORDAN Madrid and social media guru, Claudia Corona.